Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm your host. My name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host and buddy Graham K. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Week. Um, Kirk again is at sea. I am in New York City. Um, how is JJ Kirk? How you doing? Good. We had a call a few uh, a few short minutes ago, and he was uh, very interested in having his aide tickle tickle him, and much much less interested in having a conversation right. with dad. But uh, classic JJ, <laughs> oh, classic JJ move. But we did it, and um, I think he's good. You know, the job thing has been a frustration. Still, no movement on that. We Great. Still, uh, yeah. I'm hoping this is the week, but uh, I got to follow up on that. I will do that after this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. What Good reminder. We can review. Good reminder. His, uh, his birthday's coming up, so making my making my plans. Um, it's just going to be me and old uh, little Chuchi face uh, his birthday. I was hoping we might get a few. Uh, you know, my parents might have might have some drop in guests, but it did not work out this year. The finances are a little tight, so right. maybe next year they'll yep. they'll be able to make it out. Oh, that's too and, bad. Um, that's too bad. I knew you were excited about that. Yeah, it's a it's a you know, in their defense, it is a trek. It is a long it's, journey. To oh get my to god, Sweden yeah. From, yeah. It's that that is that is like one of those. Um, Indiana Jones maps when he travels he yeah, goes on really. a plane and a boat and a little red line over the map yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it, it moves like a little jaggedy like it's traveling by donkey yeah, yeah it's, it's a to. long you have to. long journey yeah from I was uh, thinking about that from from where my friend was like what do you do for your vacations sorry I kind of cut you off I was, my friend was like what do you do for vacations like mostly I take care of an adult man with uh, uh, autism yeah. That's how I spend four weeks a year. It's Pretty it's sweet. very very glamorous. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, I think he's doing good. So I've got that coming up. I'm excited about that. Uh, how's good old uh, Peter Parker Spider Man? Peter Parker's great. He's doing great. You know what? You know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking, Kirk. I'm thinking we should get Let him on. Have the, it. Get him on the horn. Get old Pete oh, on the phone. We have Let's not call up good old Peter. Done we haven't it. had a Pete update in a while in the old pod. We have not. We have not. Um, Be good to hear from. Now let me figure out. Uh-oh. Now the question is: Can the world's oldest millennial, Graham K, figure out how to use his phone? Yes, I just figured it out, Kirk. <laughs> God, you're starting to piss uh, me off. All right. Um, okay, we're adding. Adding Peter. Da, na, 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 da, na, na. All right. Hello. Are we both on the phone? Yes. Hey, we got the K brothers. That's right. The K boys back in action. Pete, how are you doing, buddy? Well, I am Peter K, a.k.a. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, it. You sure are, bud. You sure are. Um, now, if you had to be one of the characters, who would you be, Bert or Ernie? Who are you, Peter? Ernie. And Why is that? Why do you like Ernie better? Well, I guess he was a bit younger than Bert, and I guess Bert was older. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. You think so? Did they say the ages? Well, maybe they almost look like as, well, I think Ernie almost 
looked like as younger than Bert. Yeah, and also, also, um, Bert is taller. Definitely taller. I'd say so. And it has has less hair, so it works out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yep. Well, Peter, I wanted to ask you. Um, we do a thing on our show uh, called Weekly Update. So I'm wondering if you could update us on how your new job is going. Are you in? Because Kirk's son is looking for a job, and. Yeah. You have a job, and um, are, are you happy you have your job? Do you like your job? Yes, I think it's better for me than the St. Anthony's Banquet Hall. I don't want to go back there because too many days of work got missed when the COVID-19 virus first came three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And do you like this job more than the old one? Do you like the... the, the... I'd say so. Cool. And what do you do at your job? Well, I just set tables that are outside and inside that I also clean for a while. And I also Windex windows and I also work from 9 till 11.30 a.m. on the days that go from Tuesday till another Thursday morning comes. Great. And do they, do you like the people you work with? Yeah, they're great. And everybody thinks I've been able to have my chit-chats diminish a lot and nobody has ever seen or heard me chit chat too much yeah like in when you worked at the pylon office and you were chit chatting a bit too yeah. much um but yeah. but you people it's good everyone makes mistakes and you learned from your mistakes didn't you you're, you're chit chatting less right i know but the pylon probably wasn't a good fit for me yeah that's okay i've had lots and lots of jobs that were not good <laughs> fits for me that's for sure i've had some comedy were jobs you chitting too much at work or not really was I chit-chatting too much at work? Um, you know, actually, I was chit-chatting too much at work at a couple of them. That is 100% true. Um, I was a waiter once, and I chit-chatted too much at work. And also, when I worked in an office, my only office job, I was definitely chit-chatting way too much. And oh, no. not doing my job as good as I could do it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, I don't work there anymore. But now I found a job. I found a job where my job is to chit chat. So, you know. Um, okay. And and uh, who and uh, are the people you work with? Are they nice? Do they help you? Well, they seem very nice. We make a conversation once in a while. Sometimes we have little bits of disagreements, but that's okay. What do you disagree about? Well, I think. Somebody from work was thinking if the teachers couldn't become very well aware of the school bullies, but that is incorrect. Teachers do need to become more aware of the school bullies, and school boards can do much better by giving awarenesses in advance. Yes, I think that that's a – I agree with you, Pete, on that one. And another thing, school boards don't let teachers point in the face anymore because that's rude and they can get fired. Yeah, and you you, you... – and, and, Go ahead. And school boards have to make sure – Teachers don't run rules in a negative way, or all students won't like learning anything unless the rules didn't get run into a negative way. So you you do you still think a lot about school? Maybe just less, but not as much as I used to when I was twenty two and then twenty three. You thought about it a lot back then. Yeah, I'd say so. And it was hard to be happy at a Gonquin college. Yeah. Especially if there was a teacher from a golf who turned into a jerk for wanting to have me help out with laundry. But if one of them was just joking, I don't care. 
That was too selfish. Yeah, you don't really like jokes. Jokes can be more hurtful than rude, especially if somebody hit you on the shoulder and said hi yeah. That could be very hurtful. <laughs> well, that's not a joke. That's someone hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if somebody was joking like that, that wouldn't be very acceptable. No, that's not a joke. That's someone hitting you, going hi yeah, like a karate chop. Did that happen to you in school? I think some guy, Mark Prejet, once did in school, and I, that totally upset me. Okay. Did he get in trouble? If he didn't like, well, if he didn't like being told he was so bad, well, a teacher shouldn't have told me to sell it in the hallway. Back then, it should have been more Mark's fault than mine. Okay. Well, yeah, I think you need to stop worrying about school. It was a long time ago now. It's almost 20 years ago. I know, but just because guys or girls were negative doesn't mean they can't change into well-mature people. Well, you can change into... <laughs> Into a mature person who doesn't think about high school. What do you think, Kirk? Um, well, I think if you remember his specific name, then it probably happened. Uh, yep. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think I don't think that's a unique thing to to just you, Peter. I think a lot of us had uh, you know complicated uh childhoods but i think there's uh there's good times ahead for you man i think there's uh i'm excited about your job mm -hmm. you have your own place now you can do your own laundry you've got your own collection of action figures yep. and movies yes and... but i know i just i know i don't take them into work i know i can't smart guy that's exactly right that's yeah. not for work that's stuff for home yeah so i think right. i think what kirk is saying pete is you don't have to focus on the past so much in high school because present right now is your life's really good and much better and you have a lot of nice things to think about you can talk about and peter you're never going back to high school but i want yourselves to understand just because guys or girls were negative doesn't mean they can't change that's right that's they true. can change but you don't have to focus on it anymore it's the point i know but it's not easy to stay off for once in a while okay well do you have anything you want to say to listeners before we go well, I'm doing much better. I don't think I live in the past as much as I used to when I was in a couple of my own age 20s. I think I've matured a lot since then. I think you have too. I, I do have a question for you, Peter, changing the subject completely. You know, Grandma's doing these uh, shows where you call in. You enjoying that where he calls you and you get to be part of the show? Yeah, that's nice. Nice. Yeah. So how does it work? He tells you a time and then you, 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 uh, you call at the exact time, huh? Uh-huh. And what do you think of me doing a show where I talk about you? It's nice, but I yes, but make sure you don't tell people about when I used to live in the past a lot. I don't do that as much. I've matured a lot since then, but you can say that. No, I won't say that. I, I won't talk about anything you don't want me to talk about. I won't talk about that. I, t I talk mostly about mom and dad and me. And yeah, I don't really say anything too personal about you. I don't think. Well, good. But, but if you brought me up, that's okay. But don't say personal stuff about myself. I won't. I won't. I won't. And look, I know mom and dad are not bad parents, but it's just that they can't have me help out with the dog very much anymore because mm. that is no longer my kind of helping out to go into. That's right. Just so you know, when I, you, I've told you this before, Peter, but when I talk about you in the show, I, I say that you're, I just talk about how cool you are and people like you. That's good. Yeah. When they when you call in, they get really happy, right? That's good. Yeah. But look, maybe maybe girls from a long time ago might have used to think I was annoying, but maybe they change and they probably understand I can be more nice than than annoying. Oh yeah, yeah. Girls like you, Pete. 
Yeah, but May girls didn't when we were kids, but that doesn't matter. May they just had their own opinions back then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, uh, Kirk, do you have anything else? Nope, that's it, man. Good to hear from you, Peter. Glad you're doing good, man. I'll have to see you when I go back up to Canada next year. And also, maybe girls wouldn't say negative things to me as much as they used to. They can be more nice than negative. Mm -hmm. I I feel the same. I feel like girls uh, can be more nice than negative to me too, Peter. I understand. I get it. And maybe girls wouldn't say shut up as much as they used to. Okay. Yeah, that's hard to hear too. <laughs> All right, Pete. I, I agree. Can you hang up? Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye, Pete. Bye, bud. Good to see you. I mean, good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Wow. I feel like he's speaking for both you guys, and he said maybe girls can be nicer to you, Graham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's speaking for both K brothers there. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Um, but that's the way it goes, you know? Um, yeah. He... He definitely. I was curious uh, how how he likes the uh, how he likes the you know the uh, you know we've talked about this before. I don't know how much exactly he understands, but he understands the show and he understands that he's part of it. And yeah, it's great. I feel like he he's excited about it. He does get excited when he calls. He loves being the center of attention, and I put him on um, Facetime so he can see them and he and they can see him and he and everyone get cheers and he gets like he gets this look in his face when he's excited or proud kind of like smiles and looks down <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah it's very cute um but i i definitely obviously cleared it with him before i i uh you know do that kind of stuff but yeah it's great anyway um yeah moving on um i i i as a little segue into our article I will say that uh, a couple weeks ago, I performed on a cruise ship with a comedian who was uh, diagnosed uh, as an adult uh, as having autism. And then he was like, you definitely have it to me. And um, and I, I, I do think that you can like look for it in anybody. And I think we're all on the spectrum in some way. And... Um, and then it was just, it got me thinking again, because I've mentioned this before on the podcast, being like, should I get tested? How do I get tested? You know, whatever. Uh, there are some things in my past that would, would, would definitely help explain. And um, So it got me thinking about that. And uh, another comedian who's, uh, who I, I'd never met before, uh, who I was on a show with, he's, he was, he's an adult with uh, on the spectrum, and he said that I probably have it too and it was just two in a row and I was like huh and um I'm kind of I don't know why I'm reticent to get tested maybe I'm worried that it's like a why I've never gotten IQ test what if I'm dumb you know what I mean like at least I can pretend I'm smart now and um not <laughs> that not I that if you have autism I'm you're not smart. smart I'm not saying that I'm using it as an example of why I haven't done another thing um people with autism are very very smart i i'm not can be can be um yeah so i i anyway i and i i just i just spoke to my therapist and he was like i don't think you have autism i've never got that impression 
So I don't know what to do. I think you're a narcissist. Yeah, well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) What I I, what I have diagnosed? It's you're not. I don't think you have autism. I think you're a psychopath. Um, (laughs) Sociopath. Sociopath. No, but 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 yeah, no. So. I, I'm kind, I don't know why I'm scared. I, maybe I should just do it. I, I think I'm also a little lazy. I don't even know where to look or how to do it. Um, but um, anyway, we found well, an article. What would that change, you think? What do you think of that change? Part of me is like, what? It, who cares? I'm friggin' 42. What's yeah, it going to change? You're, you're, Nothing. Yeah, you're very old. You're you're practically dying. I agree. You're but what? I mean, maybe maybe there's coping mechanisms, or maybe oh, this is okay. What does that? Well, it's mean? interesting that yeah. you, that you would uh, mention your uh, responses because our article this week, uh, funnily enough, is five common responses to adult autism diagnosis. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Knowing what to expect can help autistic adults better manage the conversation. Grandma found this article in the Psychology Today. Grandma, last chance. You want to read this? If you want me to, I no. will, Kirk. I, I, I feel bad. Sharing an adult autism diagnosis is a very significant experience for many, yet adult, adult autistic adults are sometimes met with responses which feel invalidating or upsetting. Understanding why people respond in invalidating ways can help autistic adults respond or even educate themselves. Finding a way to have your diagnosis recognized by others can be empowering and validating. When I was recently diagnosed, autist when I meet sorry, when I meet recently diagnosed autistic people, either those who have been formally diagnosed or those who have chosen to self diagnose, they often ask, How should I share my diagnosis? Many autistic people feel validated by a diagnosis because They finally have an explanation for the difficulties they face throughout their lives. They're ready to move forward, which often includes sharing their news. That's why I would think uh, I I would lean towards what's the harm. You find out and then you're like, okay, well, that's why I, I, you know, that makes sense why I did that. Anyway, doing so not only allows them to seek out formal support if needed, but also allows them to explain clearly to family members and friends why they process things differently and the type of changes that you might want to know the type of changes they might want to make now that they know they are autistic. Yet people are often worried about how others will respond and feel pressured to tell their friends and families about being autistic as soon as possible without a clear idea of what to expect and how to deal with people's responses. While people and friends, while family and friends are often supportive, some autistic people find that their loved ones refuse to believe that they're autistic. Others find that people close to them just aren't interested in their diagnosis Dealing with the type of response that can be difficult and upsetting. Here's why. Five common responses. Here we go. Number one, cool. So, uh, quote, cool. So, end quote. Many autistic people diagnosed in adult feel that their diagnosis is life-changing and because this shared with their friends and family is deeply significant. But sometimes they don't get much of a reaction. When this happened to my clients, they often feel upset and invalidated. Some even start feeling that their loved ones as an ulterior motive for failing to acknowledge the significance of their diagnosis. While this may be, of course, while this, of course, may be true, it may also be the person on the receiving end of the news simply doesn't understand how important the diagnosis is, and they mm-hmm. may simply see you as you and not feel that your diagnosis changes anything about the relationship with you. In that case, it's essential to explain how important your diagnosis is and that you may need to talk about it further to discuss how it impacts you, starting with giving them the benefit of the doubt, could move 
could help foster a more fruitful and understanding conversation. Mm-hmm. Number two, you don't look autistic. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, you get that one. Uh, I've heard that one a lot by my son when he was little, especially. Hearing this can feel soul-destroying, particularly for someone who has put a lot of effort into camouflaging their autistic symptoms. Yet this type of comment often stems from lack of knowledge about what autism is and explaining what autism is, excuse me, explaining that autism is a wide spectrum and that many people, quote-unquote, camouflage their autistic traits, meaning they go to great lengths to hide their autistic symptoms or learn techniques to cope with social situations and cover their social discomfort, can help others challenge their ex- their existing often incomplete knowledge. Number three, uh, you didn't do that before you knew you were autistic. You didn't do that before you knew you were autistic. Huh, okay. Sometimes hmm. people are diagnosed in adulthood, are challenged about their behavior seeming quote-unquote new autistic behavior. Yet it's often actually happening is that after the diagnosis, many autistics, people begin to, begin to unmask, and in some other words, they stop engaging in some of the camouflaging behavior. This might mean that they're more open about their needs and engaging in repetitive behavior or avoiding situations where they struggle to cope. Okay, number four. My, uh, by the way, I'm summing, I'm skipping ahead in some of these little sections. If you want to read the whole article, it's in psychologytoday.com. Mm-hmm. Number four, my brother slash friend slash colleague is autistic, and you're nothing like them. Once again, this can, uh, although this can certainly make you feel invalidated, it often comes from a lack of knowledge. Autism is a spectrum, and if people know a family member, or colleague, or friend who is autistic, it's natural that they might recognize your autistic traits as having much in common with others that they know. Educating them about the autism spectrum and the differences between levels 1, 2, and 3, including the fact that people with level 2 or 3 may have additional support needs or and learning disabilities, can also help understand that autistic people may share certain traits while still presenting a very different reality. In mm-hmm. addition to educating them about the differences, you can explain the similarities across the autism spectrum, including the need for routine, differences in social communications, and sensory processing issues. I would add, this is Kirk here, not the article, that uh, like we always say, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So yeah. Number five, you're high functioning, right? It's not real autism. Ooh. There's an mm. assumption that having a level of one autism, by the way, I don't recall having uh, talked about these levels before, one, two, and three, but I find it very helpful. I uh, We haven't. We haven't. The first I heard about it was this gentleman who was diagnosed uh, recently as an adult told me about them. So I just found out about it like two weeks ago. He's, he's yeah. like, I'm level one. I guess, you know, your brother's huh. level two, meaning Peter. And then your yeah, son yeah, would yeah. be level three, I guess. I might have a brother level two as well. Half joking. Uh, yeah, my son's definitely <laughs> three. Yeah, there are assumptions about having level one autism that excludes you from having a real quote unquote autism, which in turn is equated with autism that requires additional support. If you live with an independent life, if you live an independent life and perhaps have a job, relationship, or children, surely you can't have quote unquote real autism. But the term higher functioning is just a primary. The term high functioning is primarily discredited by the autism community because. It hides the often very severe struggles that people with level 1 autism, which is generally what's been referred to as high-functioning face. 
It can come across as judgmental for those who have level two or three. If someone responds to your your news this way, remind them that level one is actually is an actual condition, and according to psychiatrists who deal with the criteria for neurological conditions or mental health issues, it might differ from two or three, but it's certainly no less real. What matters most? Dealing with any of these responses listed above can be challenging, but the most important thing after a diagnosis is that you have the knowledge and validation regarding your autistic traits. To see a therapist would be if a therapist helped you get there, then find one today in Psychologist Today's Therapy Directory. You know what we say next, Grandma. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's stuff that I could look out for. And um, I, the funny thing is, is well, not funny, but what's interesting to me is that the unmasking part. Uh, I, I, you know, I was thinking like, is that helpful to unmask? Maybe it's maybe you get to feel better, but the people around you then have to deal with it. So that's a different question. Uh, and also, yeah. And I'm just thinking about myself. You know, obviously, when when you're listing off the things, it's like I'm like, if I found out I had autism, would I? What would I unmask? Am I masking? You know, what what would I do? I don't think I would do anything. I don't think I'm hiding. I mean, I maybe, um, I definitely do, like, you know, I, I I think about how many times I look at someone's face when I'm talking to them. I'm like, what's normal? What's too much? And I try and, like, read. Okay, look away now. You know, I don't know. Maybe I would just <laughs> not do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, some of the stuff, it's like, you know, we were talking before the pod about you know, one of our mutual friends has a lot of confidence, a couple of them. Yeah. And they don't think about masking anything. And no. so are they doing everything correctly? No, not even close. Are they masking right. anything? No, they are not. Right. So and I'm not they're not on the spectrum at all. I'm mm-hmm. just saying confidence is very it's very interesting, right? Because um mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you have a lot of confidence and you can kind of just you just yeah, just plow through life and kind of doesn't matter. It's very interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mhm. Well, huh. Kirk, well, did we do it? As always, I think we did it. As always, if you've got your comments and uh, insults, not insults, uh, suggestions and and uh, for us, articles that you'd like to suggest or topics of conversation, we're always, we always love to hear from you. We have a, a Gmail account, autasticpodcast at Gmail. You can also just email me directly at uh, kirksmithcomedy at Gmail. Uh, it, guys, you do me a huge solid. I'm very close to monetizing my YouTube page. If you could add me on YouTube, it's Kirk Smith Comedy. Just run those videos in the background. It's it's hard to explain, but uh, that would get me off ships, and that would make me very happy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, my social media is all Kirk Smith Comedy. Uh, Facebook as well. If you could add me on my Facebook fan account. Grandma, what's your socials? What's going on with you, buddy? What do you got coming up next? Uh, what do I have coming up next? Um, November 6th, uh, I'll be doing my one-man show we just talked about at QED Theater in uh, Queens, New York at 7 p.m. Um, I'm also going to be uh, at the Dallas Comedy Club um, November 17th and 18th. And um, I'm also going to be at the F- Comedy Fort in Fort collins colorado uh december 15th and 16th 
come come buy tickets. Check me out. You know, um, it'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, come come out come out support if you are in Colorado or Dallas. Would love to see you. Come, uh, I'll be selling stuff after the show, so you can come uh, say hi um, and let me know that you you, uh, you you're an autistic. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Kirk. You, you got anything else? That's it for me. Uh, we love you guys as always. Appreciate your support. Couldn't do without you guys. Have a great week. You can do it. <laughs>